This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Colosso Soprano. Go! The premier destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award winning play-by-play man Dan Dibley. Squirt! And international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, a special edition for a number of reasons of Golasso Supremo Golasso. I thought it's like Mezzo Soprano. Golasso Supremo, 30th episode. Big story ahead from Rick Tittle. Big 3-0. Big 3-0. It, uh, well, our, our podcast could run a car five episodes ago, but now at 30. You're really feeling like a real adult now. Got an email today. I'm sure you did too. And it was about uh, David Field, the head of Intercom Corporate, talking about all the podcasts. I looked and I was seeing if we were in there. And were we? I, I, I saw the subject line of the email. I didn't go deep into it. I'm sure Golasso Supremo was one of the first pods mentioned. It was not mentioned. They mentioned one pod. Wow. But when I think about the whole, when someone says I'm a rock and roll fan, not so much you, but the whole genre. I kind of took a little, uh, maybe a class action credit for that. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, we're part of the Radio.com setup. Yeah, we are a big part of it, and I believe the only soccer podcast on the Radio.com platform as well. So, Mm -hmm. by proxy, the most popular soccer podcast at Radio.com. It is Golasso Supremo, Rick Tittle, myself, Dan Dibley. It will be story time with Uncle Ricky, and we'll be telling a story about something that hasn't yet happened, which is curious, yet... Oddly fulfilling. We'll look back at the match week and the Premier League and certainly talk about all things Tottenham Hotspur. And Rick, unfortunately, we must start there. The League Cup does not runneth over for Tottenham. Losers. <laughs> and uh, before we got started, Dan had a great line of the Carabao Cup. He called it the Carabout Cup. <laughs> right. Because he in, doesn't. <laughs> nobody care about. cares about. Uh, now, this is the League Cup, which is a, is a different animal. Uh, equally insignificant, but also it's a separate cup. Right, and we, we've already butted head on the, heads on this before. I, to me, it is a very, very important cup. Now, here's the thing. Some teams over the years have put youth teams out there if they've got bigger campaigns and bigger fronts going. That is true. This is not as big as the FA Cup. It's the only country with two domestic cups in England, but Tottenham Hotspur cared very much about this cup Pogatino said this year he wanted to make sure he got at least one trophy. This was the quote-unquote easiest, if you think about European Champions League and the FA Cup. And not only did they go out at the first hurdle, they went out at the first hurdle at Colchester, which is playing fourth-tier soccer. And so it, third division. Uh, second, oh, division. second division. Because yes. it's the championship below. I hate the way they do it. It should just be Premier League 2-3-4. Because it used to be 1-2-3-4. Right. But anyway, Instead, so it's premier championship <clears throat> and then first and second. Right. Or so is, second is fourth. They call it fourth grade football. Yeah. So um, and props to them. Somebody said this is like losing the Raiders losing to a junior college. 
No, it's not. These guys are all the same age. They've been playing soccer their whole lives. But still, um, th- these two teams shouldn't be on the same pitch. It went to penalties after nil-nil. Tottenham uh, blew it. Uh, one of the biggest nights in the history of Colchester. This we have never gone out at the first hurdle since 1994. Ozzy Ardiles was the manager, and that was the Klinsman Dumitrescu team, the famous three: Anderton, Barnby, all these guys. And we lost to Knotts County, and they were a four. That was when uh, the Premier League had just started. So yeah, I guess second division uh, as well. So. To be out, I always say, because as a Tottenham fan, I'm usually out of both both cups by Christmas. Well, I'm out of one cup before October. Right. Which has only happened to me once other one other time in my life. But you know what? Um, that's what they get for being lethargic, having a, an indifferent start to this season. They're not on the same page. Victor Wanyama, who was officially sold to Bruges, started in this game, so he wasn't sold. Eric Dyer, who hadn't played all year, was named captain. But... You know, you think about Christian Eriksen missing a penalty, Lucas Mora missing a penalty. This is after Gazaniga saved one, too. Uh, Tottenham deserved what they got. And essentially, when you don't roll out Harry Kane, you don't play Son, you don't play... Son came on late, but yeah, yeah, he he didn't play the whole game. All these guys... You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Now, Mm -hmm. would you say that this is akin to the San Jose Earthquakes losing to the Oakland Roots? Or would that be... The Oakland Roots wouldn't be as accomplished... You know, as it pertains to the top division as culture. That's not bad. That's much better than saying the Raiders being a junior college. Yeah. I was just trying to bring it back to, it would, uh, to it, football it instead would be, of football. Yeah, because the Roots players are not pros. The Colchester players are pros, but they're not getting the kind of cash that the other ones are. Right. Would they be pros with second jobs outside the season, or do you think that they'd be paid enough to where they wouldn't have to go out there and, and hustle at a shoe store a la Al Bundy? Yes, I think they're bagging groceries at Tesco's or Sainsbury's, probably in the off season, I would say. But, you know, you think of Tottenham, they got the South Korean captain, the French captain, the English captain, the Danish captain. They got full... Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> yes. Uh, they need a little Captain Morgan after that. But nice. uh, it's uh, crisis times. And now we hear, just as an aside today, a rumor that Amazon Prime might be doing a follow them throughout the rest of the season documentary, not unlike they did with the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, and it is feeling more and more like a uh, disaster. It's a bit shambolic. Elsewhere, you did have a couple of other eyebrow raisers. Oxford United beats West Ham 4-0 in that same third round. Villa over Brighton. Liverpool advances. Chelsea handling a pretty tough Grimsby Town team, if memory <laughs> serves, uh, at all. Man, you advancing on penalties as well in the all-important EFL Cup. You know, this is an aside. I always think of the Grimsby lads, which was... What, what we do in America is we throw our soldiers together. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Texas. I'm from California. Well, what they used to do in Europe was they thought, if you fight with people you grow up with, you'll fight harder. But then if there's a disaster like Grimsby had, you lost basically the whole town. So whenever I hear Grimsby town, I think of the Grimsby lads. I'll just throw that in there. Because the Grimsby lads fought in World War II. And they, they fought in all... World War I. Oh, it was in... Yeah, and it was... It's kind of like the U.S. Navy with the Sullivan brothers, five on one ship, and then it sunk, and then they said, you can't be on a ship with your brother anymore. There you go. Makes perfect sense. Rick yeah. Tittle keeping it historical here on Golasso yeah. Supremo, Dan Dibley alongside. As David Field tunes out. No, Dave, hang in there because <laughs> coming up, we do have a great story from Rick about what is ahead for mm. uh, for the Tittle Army. All you Tittle fans out there will be titillated mm. by what is ahead for Rick. Let's talk about last week in the Prem real quick. And while we're talking Spurs football, it's Leicester 2, 
Spurs won. Yeah. What's the deal with what Pocatino is trying to do right now with your Tottenham Hotspurs? Well, the one thing that, that he has instilled and why he's such a fantastic manager and why he gave us thrills that we thought we would never get last season is because he has this French terms like joie de vivre and esprit de Joy corps that go through this this team. And it's just one for all, all for one, the musketeers, the whole thing. Um, and it just, it got a little flat. And people have different, maybe a little agendas. And this guy wants to leave, this guy wants to stay. Um, it, uh, the guys they bought, uh, one guy's okay. A couple others haven't really played. One got recalled from Leeds already. It just hasn't meshed just yet. Um, and it's a shame because they have a lot of talent, but they better hurry up because I always say my goal is to avoid relegation, which makes people laugh, but I've been a Tottenham fan long enough where that really was my goal to avoid relegation. So they need to get on there. Uh, they need, I hope this loss to Colchester was a, wake-up call. It should be because they sit uh, seventh right now in the Premier League on eight points trailing Bournemouth and West Ham United as well as the Gunners who we'll talk about momentarily, the aforementioned Foxes of Leicester City, but you can't go much further up the table without talking about the Ocho. This week on the Ocho, it's Manchester City. Manchester City with the 8-0 victory. Should they have driven harder for the record-tying Ninth, a.k.a. Uh, El Golo Nuevo? No, <laughs> probably not. But you get my point. No, yeah. Uh, what no, would it be? yeah. It is Nuevo, but it I don't think Nueve. it's the goal yeah. of nine. That, that no, you're no right. Sense. No, that makes sense. Bernardo um, Silva with the Hattie, Otamendi, Aguero, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Rian Mahrez, greatest player ever out of Algeria, David Silva getting some crumbs. Mm. Although I'd go with Zidane on that one, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. He's from Algeria, yeah. but he's... Well, you're right. He represents France, so it doesn't count. Yeah, sure. So, but... Uh, you're right. Eight nothing, Rick. Should, well, they, should they have gone for 30 nothing? Listen, goal difference matters, and, uh, you know, ask ask a Coach Saban or, or Coach uh, Swinney, you know, whether they're going to take their foot off the gas. All of it matters. I remember last season when Man uh, City was up 8 nothing, I forgot who it was, but it was like the 85th minute and they were putting a guy on and the assistant coach pulled him over and was frantically on the chalkboard, <laughs> the dry <laughs> nice. erase board and an iPad. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? It's 8 nothing. He could literally play for the other team right now and you'd still win. I just thought it was funny that the coach was still coaching. Yeah, always yeah. be coaching. The ABCs That's of right. uh, athletics, Rick, mm-hmm. you, know, you know better than that yeah. than to try to shut it down. Uh, props to Sheffield United. Impressive victory, 2-0 over Everton. This is one of the teams you and I differ upon, or upon whom we differ. There you go, Churchill. As we keep it yes. proper. Mm-hmm. I think that they're relegation city, as I go Dick Vitale. Uh, you think that they're going to avoid it, so it's a nice win for you in the 2-0 decision. Right, and because I picked them to stay up doesn't mean I'm necessarily rooting for them to stay up. Um, but um, I got nothing against Sheffield United, and I do like it when newly promoted teams can find a way to stay up because usually to get into the top flight, uh, you're selling your players, you're, you're to build a new stand just to get your stadium up. I remember in 1990 or 91 when Swindon Town got promoted to the first division and then they told them, your ground isn't big enough, so you can't come up. I mean, they used to have things like wow. that. I know. Thanks for telling us after we got promoted. So not even a chance to sink some money in and get some construction going. That's it. You're out? Yeah. 
That's brutal. That's when Glenn Hoddle was the manager, and then he went to Chelsea and almost got them relegated. Wow. Yeah. Chelsea aside, looking a little bit better, certainly in the League Cup, but Liverpool a little bit too much to handle the the meatball, a little too uh, spicy. That's a spicy meatball. Chelsea's young team, even at home, Stamford Bridge, against a devastating Liverpool side, ultimately a 2-1 defeat, not that bad, in my opinion. No. And listen, Liverpool has gone from strength to strength, and I give a lot of credit to Jurgen Klopp because um, for Liverpool, it's a different type of feeling. They sort of feel like they belong there. They said for Tottenham fans, we're like, wow, I'm in the final. I can't believe it. That's how we thought. But Liverpool's like, yeah, we're in the final. This is where we belong. I think it's a different mindset. And it's I think that's one of the reasons it's paying off right now. And they were very clinical with a 2 nothing lead. Chelsea fighting back. The young Mason Mount pointing himself very well. Tammy Abraham and the rest of the, the youthful movement in mm. Chelsea. I saw a graphic during the game. They put up about the number of homegrown players they have. Obviously, it's born out of necessity right. with the transfer ban, but six, if not seven, of the players that they had on the 18-man roster were from their under-eights program. Wow. Eight. So kids that they had at seven years old have now matriculated all the way through up, including Mount and Abraham and a few others. That is a lot, especially for a Premier League team. That really is. And uh, normally you'd be lucky to get maybe two or three. That is a lot. Especially in this situation where they're, they're fighting tooth and nail to even stay relevant. I don't mm. think relegation's on the table, but right. certainly trying to stay at least in the Europa. Chelsea wants to win a cup. There's no doubt. They're not here just to stay up. Yeah. Arsenal 3, Villa 2, Aubameyang showing out like maybe he's the best striker in the Premier League. If I offered you Aubameyang, Aguero, Kane, or the field, who would you, well, obviously Mo Salah would be the, the fourth of that quartet. Who would you take as best striker in the Prem right now, Rick? I would put Aubameyang fourth in that group. Um, I love Aubameyang. I think he's a Doesn't fan. sound like it. He's a <laughs> he's fourth in the Premier League. He's a fantastic striker. I loved him in Germany. It made me sick when he went to Arsenal. He's very slight. Um, I still need now. So is Thierry Henry. I, I just I need to see more of him where I, before I'm going to throw him into those other names. At the end of this year, maybe I will, but I, I'm not going to throw him in there just yet. So who would you put third then? You you left with Harry Kane, Kunaguero, Sergio Aguero, and of course the legend, the legendary Egyptian Mo Salah. Well, I'm I'm a little bit partial. I'm going to go with the Golden Boot winner at the World Cup. Um, Harry Kane, he's an absolute goal machine, but you can't do wrong with Aguero. Aguero's getting up there in age. Maybe two years ago, I would have gone with Aguero. And, um, you know, I like Salah as well, but uh, I'll go with Kane. Kane first, Salah two, and then... Uh, no, you... Aguero two. Aguero two. Now Salah two. This is really important. I want to make sure I get it right. No, and the tape is being marked, and you will be held to this uh, here to four yeah. going forward uh, throughout the remainder of this podcast era. By the way, a little note on Zinedine Zidane that uh, the souring of his Real Madrid uh, stay with the uh, upper management and uh, he gave the players a day off the other day, much to the chagrin of everyone who's <laughs> been elected there. And so they were talking about firing him. If they fire him, 
they will owe him 80 million euros. So I doubt they're going to fire him, but he almost feels like he's Lane Kiffin parking an owl spot. He's daring him to, you know, daring them to get fired. 80 million euro they would own, which is about $100 million, I believe, yes.、Uh, on the latest exchange. Yes. Is he intentionally trying to sabotage this so he can go elsewhere, perhaps to PSG? I don't think he's trying to sabotage it, but I think he's trying to lay down the law. You're talking about one of the, and well deserved, you know, biggest egos in the history of soccer. And so, you know, he'll, he'll lose a World Cup final if you say something bad about his mom and his sister. We saw that with Matarazzi. Coupe de boule. Yes. So、uh, I think he's just trying to say, look, my players need a day off, and I don't really give a damn what you say. Right. And you would figure he would have the gravitas to make those calls considering the amount of success he's had in the Champions League in his short stint as、mm -hmm. manager. Another note from Europe that I thought was interesting I just saw this yesterday. The,、um, we're going to have weekend of games and、uh, next, but then we're going to go into an international break, second weekend in October. Germany is going to be playing at Estonia. And normally you'd think, well, that's going to be a win, but there's some trouble in d i e m a n s c h a f t s comp. Trouble with the Schaft? <laughs> trouble、that's、with、right. the Schaft comp? <laughs> Because, I mean, if, if it I, is Mein Kampf, <laughs> there is a, a pill you could take if you have trouble with the shaft, by the way. Oh, that's true. Thank、huh? you. I, as we work in a little bit of blue material, Viagra. There's a sponsor right there for you, folks. <laughs> Let's get、uh, Guru in here. Wow. Get a little of that blue chew. I'm excited. Rick, Rick, it works. <laughs> Rick, Rick.、Um, we know who Tell me about the shaft, Rick. <laughs> Let's put the shaft on the table. <laughs> the,、uh, we know that Manuel Neuer. Is the German captain and regarded as one of the best keepers in the world. But they also have the young Ter Stegen, who is the goalkeeper for Barcelona. Manuel Neuer still gets rolled out as the German keeper. Ter Stegen has gone public saying this is a bunch of bullcrap. I'm better. Ter Stegen's like, I'm 27, I'm not a kid. I'm better. This kind of reminds me of when Hope Solo said, Why is Brianna Scurry back in there? I'm better. And the USA was like, You are, but you're a pain in the ass. That's why you're not in there. Uli Hoeneß, who's running Bayern Munich, says that、um, uh, Joachim Löw, the head coach of Germany, needs to put Ter Stegen in a corner and tell him he can't talk like this. And he says, think about this, this is Germany where everything is very structured. He says, if Manuel Neuer is dropped and Ter Stegen's put in, no Bayern Munich players will be released to the national team. Wow! Which technically he can't do, but he says we will boycott. Now, it is a big change in Germany. Think about the talent. You have Mats Hummels. They told him you're no longer needed for Germany. Jerome Boateng, you're off the team.、Um, you look at、uh, Mueller, all the goals、Thomas、he scored. Thomas Mueller. Thomas Mueller. These guys have all been cut. World Cup hero.、They're, yeah, and they've all been cut. And so this is a very interesting time. But Uli Hoon is saying we will boycott the national team. That is absolutely stunning. It,、yes. it's, it's a question where. You have to look at the, the leadership within Germany and wonder how this could possibly happen because Dermannschaft, the German national team, going back 8, 12, 16, however far back you want to go, even from the dissolution of East Germany and, and West Germany into one singular Germany, they've been a, a great program. They've developed young players, they've always been competitive at the top of not only European football, but world football. So to have it be dissolved or seemingly dissolved. Over these sort of petty grievances. Honestly, if you look at it, Manuel Neuer is a great goalkeeper, maybe the best in recent German vintage, but Ter Stegen is legit. Those two, probably among the best eight goalies in the world. So you're really quibbling over, it's like Hugh Hefner fighting over tens. <laughs> I like that analogy. 
But yeah, we I wouldn't have kept Joachim Love quite honestly when Germany. Remember, Germany didn't. Most countries didn't go to the first couple World Cups there in Uruguay, started by Jules Rimet. Like we're not getting on a boat. But every time Germany has gone, they've gotten to the second round, except this last World Cup. I would have made a change from him. They decided to keep the coach, but. Um, when you think about uh, Ter Stegen talking crap, I do agree with Uli Hulnes that he needs to be told to shut up because he started this whole controversy by saying, I should be the starter, but that's athletes in 2019, regardless right. of country, I guess. Social media, regardless of sport, too. Yeah. And, you know, the ability of players to go direct to the audience or direct to the media with their thoughts as opposed to the usual traditional route of, hey, coach, you know, I, I think I should start. Right. Or, Talk to the uh, the president of the club or the president of of the soccer federation of your country accordingly. Uh, tell me, Rick. Tell me your yes. story. This is exciting for those of you who haven't been rolling with us from day one. Rick has been to Europe so many times, countless times, and it appears another trip is on the horizon. Tittle going to Europa. Yeah, I, I thought on. this. I thought this would be a good opportunity to go. Um, the the Raiders stink and will lose. Um, but I, you know, I'm a lifelong Raider fan, and it's uh, it's really cool to be the 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 uh, voice of pre and post with with Jim Cozumore, and we do it from Everett and Jones down in Jack London Square. We'll be down there at 8 a.m. this Sunday. Come on down. But last year the Raiders played at Tottenham Stadium, and everyone's telling me, "Oh my gosh, Tittle, you got to go." And I'm like, "Ah," and I didn't pull the trigger. Then I thought, oh, "I'm glad I didn't go." But this time. If I um, go, I'll be able to catch the Champions League game at that stadium between Bayern Munich, which was the first team I liked as a five-year-old. Bayern Munich and Tottenham. Then see Tottenham down at uh, Brighton and Hove Albion on Saturday and then do the Raider game and do pre and post from the actual uh, stadium again. And um, it's in my acute laziness that I wouldn't go, but I finally decided to get my ass off the couch. And so... Um, hopefully everything goes well and I'll give you a live report on that when I come back. That's incredible and I, I'm so jealous I can't even uh, begin to handle it because I would love to go on such a junket. Two weeks in Europe, largely in England or maybe entirely in England. I'm going to go, I'll probably go to Paris and then do some Oktoberfest in Munich too. I got relatives. Look so. at you with a quick little bounce around <laughs> as he points to the gun. Yes, yeah, sun's out, gun's out in Munich in October. Uh, October 5th, It'll be a 4.30 a.m. start for us, so 12.30 in Brighton. Mm -hmm. What's the distance between Tottenham Stadium and going down to Brighton? Well, um, I'll be in West London. I'll be in Chiswick, which is funny. I'll be by, and this is not a, uh, apropos to anything, but I'll be staying by Gene the- Chiswick? <laughs> Former Auburn coach? That's right. Thank you. Remember, Barkley wanted Turner Gill, and he said, you hired this cracker, and then he won a national championship with Cam Newton. Wow. Yeah. But Just, I'll be I'll be unstumpable. I'll be staying by the Hogarth Roundabout, which is exactly almost across the street where I took two meetings with Transworld International to try to get TWA, uh, now defunct. TWI, Transworld International. Oh, I thought we were talking about the airline. <laughs> no, the uh, sport, Transworld Airline. The sports uh, venture trying to get uh, English soccer on the radio. And I remember going up in the elevator to have my meetings and um 
the guy said, I'm a big Detroit Lions fan. And I said, oh, great. I just love that name, the Lions. I have to support the Lions. And he goes, how about you? I go, I like the Raiders. And he goes, since Gruden is gone, are they going to keep Callahan? <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're crap. Incredible. I know. And that was back in... And the answer was a short term yes oh, and two. a long term no. <laughs> yes, uh, pretty much. By but, keep, uh, do you mean uh, for more than a year? Yeah, I know. Uh, the dumbest team in America. Oh boy. But uh, anyway, yeah, so not excited about the travel. That, as we know, that's a giant pain in the butt. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been too long and I have not been to the new stadium. Um, so so you're going Champions out. League and then Premier League on the road and mm-hmm. then back to Tottenham for the Raider game and then a few days of light bonus travel. And then that a, is great. And then uh, a few days, and then a little in Alsace as well, which is my favorite part of France. I know I sound like Dr. Evil. We go there and make meat helmets. But <laughs> Is that in the south? Alsace in no, the it's, southeast? Uh, it's um, it's uh, right in the middle of the country, completely east. It's the part that used to be Germany. So the War of 1870, no Franco-Prussian like War, and it switched. Yeah. So all the architecture is the Fachwerk or the half timber. Careful, it's a podcast, all, but we don't usually do that. <laughs> all the houses have German names like Strasbourg, Colmar, Kaiserberg. Um, but it's France. So you see all these German houses, but everyone has a beret and says, bonjour, bonjour. It's, it's crazy, but it yeah. feels German, but it's actually French. Yeah, it's kind of a cool little thing. You know, it's like a diversity like we have yeah, here. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. We've mm-hmm. talked about Bruges, Bruges in Belgium, which yeah. is another crossover city. And nice. So ma- many of them touched by uh, touched by the German influence, as we put it as gently as we possibly can. <laughs> German influence, Rick. Sure. As we keep it uh, yeah. GPC, German politically correct. That's very good, yes. Uh, we look at the this week in the Prem Sheffield United, your plucky little squad, the team that I thought would be relegated. We got a long way to go. (laughs) Hosting Liverpool. Mm. Are they ready to take down the Reds at home? Well, I mean, Bramall Lane is going to be popping. Thank you for Bramall Lane. All you got to do is look at Carroll Road. What happened with the Canaries and the Citizens? Anything's possible. I give it a 5% chance, but that's better than no percent chance. Yes, and the Canaries did come crashing back to earth last week in a... In a defeat, but they'll always have the win over the Citizens. Chelsea mm-hmm. is hosting Brighton, so it's it's a squad you'll see actually mm. in person. I think that's a Chelsea win. Week. Should be back mm-hmm. at Stamford Bridge. You know, coming off the Liverpool game, which was a bit of a disappointment. You'd expect a a step up performance there. Spurs hosting Southampton. This is a Spurs team that's been reeling. How important is it to be home to have a game where you you should be able to get right here? And this is, of course, the um, the Spurs skipper. This is the team from whence he came um, and bringing some of the players he liked, like a aforementioned Victor Wanyama. This this actually is a huge game. And you think, well, I mean, how can it be huge when we're, you know, just September, October? Just because coming off Colchester, you're at home. That fan base is not happy. And they want to see how you respond. They were going to see if you're going to come out there with your head up your bottom or if you're going to come out there with your hair on fire and be up 3 nothing at the half. So I'm, I'm very interested because if they come out with the same lethargy and I thought you were there, I thought you had it, oh, wait, I thought it was my tackle, then if they do that, this could be a long season and there could be some changes. They've already talked about fixing things in the January transfer window, which I think is a load of crap. You have enough talent right there to get it fixed. Not that I don't want them to add, but quit saying, oh, when January comes. No, no, no. You, that's January is a long ways away. It could be over by January, right. quite frankly, if mm-hmm. you don't uh, start to right the ship. And they're taking on a Southampton team with uh, just seven points 
in their six fixtures. A relegation matchup. How surprised are you that Wolves and Watford are the bottom two and tangling here this week? Um, not too surprised about Watford, but uh, I think uh, Wanderers will get that game and they'll win it and they'll get back into their uh, their form that they kind of had last year. Everton will be hosting the Citizens Man City in the, quote, late game on Saturday, the 930 mm. game uh, Saturday morning. And then Sunday, it's Leicester hosting Newcastle. And then Monday, quite a gem. You'll be on the air for this on your other radio life. But uh, we're going to Old Trafford, Man U, and Arsenal. Yeah, I'll be on a plane. So I'll oh, have, that's right. I'll have no idea what happens with that one. But um, go Man U. <laughs> Anything against the Gunners? Is that how you do it? Or? Well, you know, it's just it's kind of a thing that's bred in. The only thing is, is in America, you can actually talk about it. In England, if someone doesn't like your team, then the conversation must end. Right. They just can't have any... I remember I was in uh, Denmark at a family reunion, 1996, and one of these Danish girls brought her English boyfriend, Rob with two Bs. Of course. An ex- absolute... Not Bob Rob. Just Rob with two Bs, an absolute jackass, and he was a Man United fan. But we started talking, and I, f- I, f- I found out that he didn't know anything about soccer. But he talked about Paul Entz, and I said, you know, I've seen him so many times, like, run away from contact. And he goes, there is no autoplayer. Now the conversation will end. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my loss. Wow, heartbreaking. Man, you sitting eighth right now on eight points. Arsenal fourth with a plus one goal differential tied with West Ham United and Leicester City. A couple of improbable teams. It's very early. 32 matches left still to go. And now the podcast must end. This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.